money, deals, tribal knowledge, resources, training, coaching, partnering. We are Texas's largest real estate investor association at texasstarterkit.com. My name is Shanoa Grove. Welcome to the show. All right, everybody. Welcome, everybody, to our meeting. Um, I'm going to talk about 12 different ways to make money investing in real estate. Let's get this up here. Um, if you are watching on GoToWebinar online, you are live. If you are on Instagram, Twitch, YouTube, Facebook Live, or our podcast, you may or may not be live. But if you'd like to come to an upcoming live meeting, just go to texasrias.com forward slash live. This presentation and meeting is, is sponsored, by the way, by the Texas RIAs, the largest by far, by a huge margin, uh, network of real estate investor associations across the great state of Texas. We've got a big full room here today. And uh, so the question is, why does that matter? Why does that uh, matter uh, that this is sponsored by a network of real estate investor associations? Well, the reason that matters is because real estate is local. Laws are local. Contracts are local. Contractors are local. Buyers and sellers are local. Houses are local. Power teams are local. Everything about real estate is local. There's 30,000 books and YouTube videos out there that talk about how to invest in real estate. They all talk about how to do it anywhere. Well, how to do it anywhere is how to do it at 30,000 feet. But real estate is not actually bought and sold at 30,000 feet. Real estate is bought and sold at zero feet. So if you want to know what laws apply here and which contracts to use here and which contractors to hire here, uh, you know, which neighbors to invest in here, uh, you know, where to get the resources to do it here, where do you get all that? You get that at your local real estate investor association. And my job tonight is to make you all into educated and contributing members of this community. So why am I here? Well, I do appreciate the opportunity to speak with you guys tonight. Your time is valuable and I'm going to uh, repay you for your valuable time by sharing some very valuable training. And information with you. Tell you a little bit about how I got here. In 2003, I was working in a nine to five job that by then I hated. Uh, and I went from that to eventually making over a million dollars a year investing in real estate. And I've been doing that for many, 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 going on 20 years now. And over the next, oh, maybe up to 90 minutes, I'm going to tell you a, bit, a little bit about what I learned and what I did right. I'm also going to share with you what I did wrong. Because the best way to learn is not from your mistakes. It's from what? Other people's mistakes, right? Experience is the toughest teacher there is, right? You, you get the test first, you get the lesson after. Uh, so we're going to share a little tribal knowledge and encourage you to participate as well. So what are we going to learn today? Nine different strategies to make money in big chunks. Sounds good, doesn't it? But I'm not just here to sound good. I'm here to teach you. So what does this mean? One of the things you got to understand about real estate, it's, it's a scalable business, okay? When I, you know, most people make, make money in a job. A job doesn't scale. That's the problem. A job is fundamentally an exchange of time for money. The reason you really can't get wealthy in a job is there's only so much time you can exchange, right? So many hours in a week, month, year, literally only so many hours left of you, of the rest of your life that you can exchange uh, for money in a job. But real estate is, is a transaction-based business. And what that means is you do this, 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 you get a check, you do this, this, this again, you get another check, right? And, and if you do it right, you can, you can scale it to an unlimited degree. Like, I'll give you an example. I will tell you, I don't have enough money to be a real estate investor. Donald Trump does not have enough money to be a real estate None of you have enough money to be a real estate investor. I hope you all know that. I don't care what you got, not even close. You got half a million dollars in your checking account? Great, good for you. Go buy a house. Now you're done. Yep. That's it. 
Yeah, buy another house until you sell that house. Well, that doesn't scale. No, you've got to be prepared in this business to buy any property at any price at any time. Because you have no idea what that opportunity of a lifetime that just appears tomorrow is going to look like and what it's going to cost. You better get comfortable using other people's money. You're going to have to pay them for the money, but actually the deal pays them for the money. You can't be everywhere at once. You don't know everything. You don't have an unlimited amount of resources. But actually, that's not true either. Because collectively, right, in other words, collaborating, working with others, right, you actually can be everywhere at once, and you actually do have an infinite set of resources. And then once you figure that out, we call that the abundance mindset, then you start to realize you can make a lot more money. I don't mean a little more money, but I mean a lot more money getting 50% of 1,000 deals than 100% of five deals. Right? And that's the power of real estate. If you do it right, it scales to an unlimited degree. In fact, speaking of scale, I'm even going to teach you many strategies, nine different strategies that you can even do, even with no money and no credit. Once you learn how to buy houses with no money and no credit, then how many houses can you buy? Like all of them. How many would you like to buy? All of them. Yeah. You know, when I ask you a question, if you say all of them, you're probably going to get it right. So just so you know. Uh, how about how to turn even a small IRA into millions of dollars tax-free? I'm going to demonstrate that right before your eyes. Uh, how about how to acquire $10 million in rental properties with little or no money and no credit? My, my wife and I actually own $30 million worth of houses here in Texas. Now, if I wanted to buy $30 million worth of houses traditionally, I'd have to put down 20% every time I bought a house. I'd have to be a multi, multi, multi-millionaire just to become a millionaire. Well, I wasn't a millionaire when I started investing in real estate. So how was I able to accumulate a portfolio of $30 million worth of houses? Well, I had to figure out a different way to buy houses. I had to figure out how to buy houses even with little or no money and no credit. And once you learn how to buy houses with little or no money and no credit, then how many houses can you buy? All of them. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah. So, okay, great. So then how come everybody doesn't uh, make a million dollars a year invest in real estate? Well, there are some problems. So what are some of the problems? Um, fear is a big problem. A lot of people are just afraid to do this. You need a what? You need a van key. Okay. I'm sorry. I thought you were up here because I'm going to introduce you in a minute. So, okay, I'll have you come back. So fear is a big problem. A lot of people are just afraid to do this. I was scared to death. Uh, when I was literally sitting in these chairs 20 years ago, I'm afraid I'm going to lose money. I'm afraid I'm going to make a mistake. Fear paralyzes a lot of people right at the starting blocks. Next problem, finding deals. Good deals are hard to find. Anybody that tells you that good deals are easy to find is either a liar or a fool. The hardest thing about this business is finding deals. But I'm going to show you where to look. It's probably not where you think. And then finally, doing deals. What I love most about being a real estate investor is so many ways to do it. I'm going to teach you a whole bunch of creative ways to do this, stuff you're not going to learn watching HGTV or YouTube videos. So for most people, these are the problems. And honestly, most people never get past these problems. But here's the really good news. This is exactly what real estate investor associations were set up to do. Local, long-standing, deeply resourced communities of people sharing knowledge and resources to help people get started and help get people past these things that most people never get past. So I'm going to help you get past all this exactly the same way that this network helped me when I was sitting in these chairs literally 20 years ago. All right, a little disclaimer. I'll take a deep breath. This subject matters for educational purposes only. We are not lawyers, CPAs, financial planners, etc. You should always have your contracts, taxes, business plans, etc. reviewed by an attorney and or financial advisor before completing any real estate transaction. 
Government regulations also require that I disclose that the results that I discuss are not typical results. I am an action taker, and I've achieved remarkable results. And the investors I talk about are action takers and not your typical average people. I believe average people don't take any action and therefore get zero results. Only you can decide if you're going to be a typical average person or an above average action taker. You know, here in Texas, we have a special saying that kind of sums that all up. And the saying we have in Texas is, all hat and no Anybody here from Texas? All hat and no cattle. What does that mean? It means everybody says they're going to roll up their sleeves and everybody says you're going to go out and do something. But at the end of the day, most people go out and do what? Nothing. Probably heard of the 80-20 rule. 20% of the people make all the money in the world. I think real estate is kind of like the 95-5 rule. It's like 5% of the people invest in real estate. But the ones that actually do it, they don't just make money, they make gobs of money. Incredible amounts of money. Like, how many of you have owned a house over the last three years? Raise your hand if you've owned a house over the... Oh, nice. Right? You're a lot richer than you were three years ago, aren't you? What if you had 10? What if you had 50? What if you had 200 of them? How would that feel? How much richer would you be then? You realize that almost 80% of the millionaires in this country got there all or in part through investing in real estate? Let me translate that. It's really, really hard to become a millionaire not investing in real estate. But you can't be all hat and no cattle. You do have to roll up your sleeves. You have to go out and do something. You actually have to take action. So let's talk about fear for a minute. A lot of people are just afraid to do it. If it seems a little scary, I get it. I can relate. I'm going to tell you about my first deal. I was terrified. Uh, but, you know, I can also help. In fact, this network has helped so many people, I mean, like thousands and thousands, uh, become real estate investors. We now actually sponsor a show where every single week we interview one of you that's typically now a millionaire, multimillionaire, and, and, and have you tell our story. We, show, we call our show Houses Flipping People. You know, most of the shows are about people flipping houses. Either people flipping houses, but the houses are also flipping the people because people's lives are getting transformed from becoming real estate investors. And we have the, uh, the, the host of the show, Olivia. She does all the interviews. Uh, she's here tonight. And I'll tell you a little bit about the show. I encourage you to go check it out for yourself because it's very inspirational and educational at the same time. Flavia came to us. Uh, she had a bakery, single mom with a bakery. Yeah, and there's a pandemic, right? Okay. And like that, she loses the bakery. So, but she's got a single mom. She's got to make money. She's just like, how do I make money in real estate fast? Uh, taught her how to flip houses, flip 15 houses, never going back to that bakery. Uh, Jeff came to us and said, last week was a bad week for me. I got a divorce and I got fired the same time, right? I need a, a, a ghetto, a, a redo, a, a start over plan. Taught him how to flip houses, made $500,000 in his very first year as a real estate investor. He's never going back to that job uh, or that wife. Uh, Mike and Vanessa, contractors here in the network. And, um, you know, we have a lot of contractors in the network, mostly real estate investors, but there's some contractors and other power team members. Uh, and they, they, they fix houses up for the investors, right? So they even fix some of my houses up for me. But then they noticed that the investors seem to be making the big bucks while they're doing most of the work, right? So they came to me and they said, we really want to learn how to be the investor, not just the contractor, but the investor. Can you teach us how to do fix and flips as the investor? How to get the money, how to find the deals, how to do the deals. And I taught them how to do fix and flips. And um, in their first year as real estate investors, not just contractors, but real estate investors, they only flipped one house. 
They only flipped one house. Olivia, how much money did they make on that one flip? Only $2 million, guys, only in one flip. Only $2 million. That's net, like after all expenses, net profit. So if you're only going to do one fix and flip a year, how about if you made $2 million on that one fix and flip? Pretty cool. They bought a house for $900,000, uh, did a complete teardown, rebuild, sold it for $5.7 million. Obviously, it was a beautiful multi-million dollar property when they were done. 100% finance. Uh, with the members of this network, we have over a thousand private money number, uh, investors uh, in this network. Private money is faster, cheaper, better than any other kind of money. Uh, yeah, they, they're actually working on 14 more now, but that first one was a pretty good one. And if you go check out the show, you'll actually get to see the house and see them, and they tell the whole story. And you know, it's inspirational hearing stories of people getting started in this business and kind of the trials and tribulations they go through to become you know multimillionaire real estate investors. So we're very proud of this network, and I don't know anybody else in the world that can point to somebody once a week and say, I turned that guy into a millionaire, I turned that guy into a millionaire. I'm not trying to brag, but I mean, we have a lot of people, right? We even brag about them like every single week. We point out somebody, one of you, that's typically now millionaire, multimillionaire, uh, directly as, as being part of this network. Uh, I'll tell you a few more stories, and Olivia, let me have you come up here. I want to introduce you to uh, Huberto, uh, engineering student, has a little side hustle, wanted to do a little real estate on the side, uh, made $300,000 on his very first fix and flip. Not bad. During the interview, Olivia said, Gilberto, are you working on any other projects? He's like, yeah, I have 24 other projects I'm working on. Thank you very much. Uh, Chris came to us as a therapist, and um, she did something I think is really smart, so I'll give you all a piece of advice. Um, she partnered uh, on her first deal. So, you know, how do most people get started? They, they, I don't know, read some books and watch some HGTV and watch some YouTube videos and like, honey, let's be a real estate investor. They try to figure it out. You know, sometimes they make money, sometimes they don't make money. Well, here's like another idea instead of all that. Why not, when you're going to do maybe your first deal, why not partner with somebody who's maybe done hundreds of deals before, leverage their experience, their money, their resources, their knowledge, learn how to do it the right way, and then split the profits. Okay, does that sound sensible? Now, I know what everybody's thinking, because everybody always asks me the same question. Well, that doesn't make any sense. Why would a multimillionaire real estate investor want to partner with a rookie? Why would they do that? Well, I'm going to share with you a fact of life. This is just how life works. If you ever want to do business with somebody operating at a higher business stature than you, guess what? You're going to have to help them before they're going to help you. I'm sorry. That's just how life works. So what could you possibly do to get a multimillionaire real estate investor to want to help you bring them a money-making deal? And that's exactly what Chris brought to me. So she brings me this deal. She's like, what do you think of this? I said, that's a money-making deal. And then she said, would you partner on the deal with me? I said, for half the profits, heck yes. I get half the profits. I'm thrilled. She learned how to do it the right way. She's thrilled. She's done many, many deals since then. Carlos, a petroleum engineer in Houston, got tired of doing that, taught him how to flip houses, flipped over 100 houses. Elizabeth, climbing the corporate ladder, got burned out, taught her how to flip houses. I don't know how many houses she flipped, but I remember during the interview, Olivia said, uh, Elizabeth, how much money did you make from what Phil taught you? She said, I have $6.7 in the bank right now, so not bad. Uh, Buddy worked for Allstate as an insurance adjuster, got tired of that, taught him how to flip houses, flipped 150 houses. I mean, do the math on that. Not like one, not two. Car salesman flipped 60 houses. Uh, Eddie... Um, came to us from uh, L.A. He was a film producer in L.A. 
I think California has a program where they're paying people to move to Texas or something like that. Is that how? I'm not sure, right? But it seems like it. But anyway, he started a family. He says, I don't like the culture in L.A. I want to raise my family in Texas. So he moves to Texas, but he's got a problem. We're not making a bunch of films here in Texas. So he's got to make some money doing something else. He's curious about real estate. Comes here, sits in the same chairs as you guys, taught him how to flip houses. Flipped over 100 houses. Uh, thank you very much. You're welcome. And during the interview, Olivia said, Eddie, how much money did you make from all this? And he just gets this smile on his face. I've made a lot of money. And she's like, oh, come on. Let's like, can you give us like a number? Like how much? Like just some number. Give us a number. He's like, well, I can tell you I'm now worth more than $10 million. So not bad for an ex-film producer on his plan B. We got firemen. We have football players and cheerleaders and airline pilots and people from all walks of life. Uh, and every single week, and I need to update this slide. These are all old ones. We, we've, we've been doing them for a long time. Yeah. So, you know, there's just dozens and dozens and dozens. Every single week we, we, we do one of these things. Uh, and Olivia, um, I'm going to have you, you're, you're a real estate investor. Can you yes. tell everybody a little bit about your story as a real estate investor? Yes, you turned me into a real estate investor. There you so, go. Uh, uh, yes, uh, not too long ago, I came in as a guest. So any guest here, you are in the right place. Uh, I stopped by uh, just as a guest at that time. I had you no idea. You were personally interested in real estate. You were, you were with somebody who was. Yes. Uh, yes. I did not know anything about the real estate investing. I thought I need to have a license and I, need, I thought I need to have money. And I just came in as a guest passing by and I never left since. Uh, but born and raised in Brazil, not just that, in the middle of the Amazon with no electricity or water supplies as a normal human being. At that time, my parents thought it was the coolest thing to move in the middle of the Amazon. And that was my childhood, organic as it can be. Uh, so when I moved to the city, I uh, did not know anything about the real estate invest. So I grew up not being educated whatsoever. So I moved to the U.S., uh, nothing much changed. So I started my own business and not doing that well. Uh, when I came over here, it was really harsh for me at that time. I was going through a divorce. I had about $50,000 on my credit card. Not much hope there. How in the world was I going to survive with my two boys? Uh, with no money, no experience when it comes to real estate. So when I stopped by here, uh, I told Phil and I told Shanoa, this is, sounds great. I got to go put my life together and then come back in for me to do it. This is, sounds amazing, but I'm not ready yet. And that is when everything changed. They said, no, you're exactly in the right place. Uh, we have the solution, not just for you, but for everyone that wants to take action. And that's when he, they invited me to the, to the three-day workshop. And that was my biggest aha moment. I did took the time. I did follow their footstep, what they told me. And I went door knocking. I love high heels. I was probably broke as it can be at that time, but I was probably on high heels back then too. Uh, but I went door knocking because it's a free marketing, and he does go over all the strategies so on free marketing. Some people love it. Some people hate it. You had no money, so you're like, what I didn't can have I do much for an free? option. Like, here's something you can do for free. So what happened? So I got a house under contract in Houston, and I came back to the network, and I sold that contract. And it was probably one of the few contracts that I sold. Um, because I found out the other strategy that I did, I could make more money. You don't sell them anymore. Now you keep them for yourself. I keep them for myself now. <laughs> How much um, money you make on that deal? I made for that particular deal ten thousand dollar. And when you made that ten thousand dollars, what do you think? How many more doors can I go door knock? <laughs> and uh, thank God we live in there. There's a lot of doors, and foreclosure list is endless. And that was the list that I was working at that time. 
And uh, so I got $10,000 on that particular deal and I've done many, many deals since. So uh, today I'm debt free. I have no credit cards to pay. Just came back from vacation yesterday with my boys. Uh, so I don't need to worry about financial. So I do own my house right now in Austin, Texas, in Westlake, in one of the highest neighborhood that is there available. The well, thank you for translating. Uh, that's where my boys go to school. The, the best school. <laughs> yeah, it's Westlake. So. And uh, so I'm very pleased that they did transform my life and everybody that is on this and panel you plus. Own other real estate. Yeah, so I do own fix and flip. I do own buy and hold uh, all these in a very short time for someone who did not have any experience, did not have much hope. And I just knowing that I'm here sharing my journey with you guys, that is possible, that you are in the right place, that I can say that I am living the American dream, not the headache right now. So. Well, and thank you for sharing your story and thank you for being the host of our show. Well, so I'm my it. pleasure. Thanks, everyone. All righty. So, I mean, this is just one of the ways we help people get started and we help people get past their fears. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, cross out the fear there. And, you know, let's help you guys get started now. So my first day in real estate, by the way, when I got started was December 15, 2003. Coming up on my 20th anniversary. That's the day I did my very first deal. Been involved in about 1,200 since then. And I'm going to teach you a lot about what I learned and, and, and what you could do, too. These are some of the deals that made me money. I don't have time to go through them all, but I do approximately a real estate transaction a week in some shape, form, variety, or another. And what that does is it creates money in big chunks. Now, that sounds good, right? Money in big chunks. But I'm not here to sound good. I'm here to teach you. And the first thing I want to teach you is the way this business works fundamentally is like this. We do things to find people with problems, with needs. What kind of problems? They have a house they don't want, a mortgage they can't afford. Problems to entrepreneurs are what? Opportunities. Big problems are what? Big opportunities. So if you're thinking like, I don't want any problem, you're thinking, I don't want to be an entrepreneur. I don't care what kind of entrepreneur you want to be. Okay, entrepreneurs all add value, make money by solving problems. That's what we do, right? We are real estate entrepreneurs, and that's how you need to think of yourself. You're a real estate entrepreneur. You're going to help the world solve the world's problems using all kinds of real estate strategies. You're going to teach you these strategies. So let's get specific. Let me give you specific examples. I found somebody facing foreclosure, huge problem, huge problem, and I gave them an out, uh, an out, something called a short sale. Allowed them to sell their house without having to bring money to the table, without completely destroying their life and their credit. Uh, and I made $16,000 helping somebody solve a problem. Uh, REO stands for real estate owned bank owned property. Banks don't want to own real estate. So I took it off the bank's hands, flipped it, made $36,000. Kind of legal problem. Had to sell a house by Friday. Okay, a realtor can't help you do that. I can, right? I got it under contract, wholesaled it, made $5,000. I uh, got a property subject to my specialty. No money, no credit. Flipped it. Made $68,000, $5,600 on an assignment. Uh, $6,000 on a uh, mortgage assignment. $10,000 on a wholesale. $2,800 on a small referral. $12,400 for a large referral. The way this business fundamentally works is as follows. We do things to find people with problems, to get people with problems to find us. And here's the really beautiful part. For every problem that exists, there is a solution, a strategy that helps them. It's about helping people, solves their problem, takes care of their need, and gets us paid. We can help motivated sellers. We can help non-motivated sellers. We can help people that own their houses free and clear. We can help people that are hopelessly underwater where they owe more money than the house is even worth. We can help them. We can solve the problem and get paid. Sometimes we get singles. Sometimes we get doubles. Sometimes we get home runs. 
Sometimes I work on a lead, a deal, an opportunity, a problem for six months, and after six months, I make $5,000. And I'm like, oh, man, six months, $5,000. I could have made more money working at Walmart. Thank goodness I'm not working on just one lead at a time. Sometimes my phone rings, and that phone call makes me 55000 bucks in 48 hours. And I'm like, oh, man, I wish every time my phone rang. I made 55000 bucks in 48 hours. But that's not how it works either. That's maybe one in 100 phone calls. So the question I ask is simple. How often do you get 100 phone calls? Well, that depends on you and how much marketing that you do, how much looking that you do. Do you get 100 phone calls every week? Do you get 100 phone calls every month? Do you get 100 phone calls every year? Well, that depends on you and how much marketing that you do. So there's two essential skills, and I'm going to teach you these skills right now that you need to know to be a real estate investor. First and foremost skill is marketing. Marketing is just finding the deal, generating the lead. A lead is nothing more than the name and number of somebody that might want to sell real estate. You need to spend 85% of your time and money looking for that, right? Doing marketing, generating leads, looking at deals. Now, the next uh, skill we have to learn is strategy. Strategy is doing the deal, solving the problem. We buy houses. We help people sell houses, get rid of houses. They're mortgages they don't want, can't afford anymore. We do that in a variety of different ways. It solves a variety of different problems. So these are the two skills we have to learn. Marketing and strategy, finding deals, doing deals, finding problems, solving problems. We use 65 tested, proven, perfected methods of finding off-market wholesale deals. Uh, we use a dozen different strategies to help people solve their problems, get ourselves paid. Over half of the marketing is completely free. You got no money, we can help you. Okay, but it takes some time. Uh, you don't want to spend time, no problem, we can help you, but it takes some money. <clears throat> and nine of the 12 investing strategies are actually no money and no credit strategies. And when you learn how to buy real estate with no money and no credit, then how many properties can you buy? All of them. <laughs> so marketing and strategy, finding deals, doing deals, finding problems, solving problems. Let us get started with marketing, how to find the deal. Actually, first, let me tell you another quick story. This is my very first deal. This is actually the very first house I flipped on December 15, 2003. Uh, and I'll tell you a little story. On December 14, 2003, I was scared to death. I was actually being coached and mentored by the two guys who ran the RIA back then. The day before I did my first deal, I called them both on the phone. I'm scared. Are you sure this is going to work? I don't want to lose any money. Yeah, it took two seasoned, experienced real estate investors pulling me, kicking and screaming over the starting blocks to get me to do that very first deal. So if you're a little scared, I get it. I can relate and I can help. But I actually had one other thing at that time in my life, also motivating me to move forward. I was in a job I no longer loved, and I was in a career that I no longer loved. And I'm going to tell you, if you're spending your time doing something you don't love doing, you need a do something different with your life plan. And that's where I was. I needed a different life. And I got to tell you, you get one life, right? And it just flies by. I noticed there's a 14-year-old living in my house. I'm not sure how that happened. I had a baby, and now there's a 14-year-old running around the house. Like, what happen. It's just like, I can't even believe it. Right? I mean, it just flies by. And if you're not on a trajectory to getting the life that you want, if you're not reaching your God-given potential, then maybe you need a do something different with your life. What's the best time to plant a tree? 20 years ago. What's the next best time to plant a tree? Yeah, now. Now would be good, right? There's, there's a now. There's no more now, right? So let's take some action, like now. So going into that de deal, just a little more detail. I want, I want to tell you a little bit more about that first deal, because in, in, in many ways, your first deal is actually your most important deal. 
kind of like your first kiss. Everybody remembers their first kiss. Life-changing experience. Everybody remembers their first deal. Life-changing experience. Let me tell you about mine. It took me six months to find my first deal. I was actually an unusually slow starter. Got the property under contract using a contract I got right here at the RIA. Bought it using OPM, other people's money, private money. There's a thousand private money lenders in this network. Did you know that? Faster, cheaper, better, superior in every way than hard money. Uh, got it. Got a contractor here at the RIA to fix it for me. I uh, got a realtor right here at the RIA to sell it for me. I uh, got an attorney and title company right here at the RIA to close it for me. And I went to that very first closing. I picked up that very first check for $15,384.26. And you know, when they handed me that check, it was like you unscrewed the cap, popped out the old brain, and popped in the new brain. It's, it changes everything, right? You see, before they handed me that check, I was a real estate investor based on theory. And I wasn't even sure I believed the theory. I don't know if this is going to work. Not sure about that. Don't know about this. But the second they handed me that check, like a switch flipping, I became a real estate investor based on experience. And what I realized is if I did this and this and this again, I get another check, right? It worked the first time. If I did this, this, and this again, I get another check. But the really big deal that I realized right at that moment when they handed me that check, at that moment I realized that I would never, ever, 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 for the rest of my life, ever have to work for somebody else. Ever, 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 never, ever again. And I haven't worked for anybody else, even for one second, since they handed me that check. So if you're new and you're just getting started, here's my first piece of advice. You need to focus yourself like a laser beam on that very first deal because it'll change your life. Deals two, three, four, five, and six combined is not as hard as deal number one. So I told you I was going to tell you what I did right, and I'm also going to tell you what I did wrong. I did make one big rookie mistake right out of the chute. I spent all that time finding the deal, right? I found the deal. Once I found the deal, I put my marketing on hold. I picked up some hammers, started managing contractors, working on that deal, finished that deal, got the check only to wake up the next day and realize I had absolutely nothing to do except start the whole business all over again. And this gets me to my very first takeaway. And here it is. And this is the big one. The business of being a real estate investor is the business of finding deals. It's all about finding deals. Why? Because you make the money on the buy. What does that mean? You know, as soon as you get a property under contract, whatever money was going to be made or not made, it's done. Right at that second. Yeah, you get the money at the end on the sale, but you make the money on the buy. And once you realize that, you have to always spend 85 percent of all of your time and money on marketing, looking for the next deal with the attitude the next deal is always more important than the deal you have now. The rookies all screw this up. They finally find a deal, they do a deal, they make some money, great, but they stop the marketing. They reset the marketing, eventually they get it going again, they find another deal, they do a deal, they make some money, great, but they stop the marketing. So they reset the marketing, eventually get it going again, they find another deal, they do a deal, and their income goes up and down and up and down with big gaps in between. You need your income to go up, 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 up. And the only way to do that is you have to keep the pipeline continuously filled with deals. And the only way to do that is to always spend 85% of all of your time and money on marketing looking for the next deal with the attitude the next deal is always more important than the deal you have now. And hint, the deals you are looking for are not in the MLS. The MLS is the multiple listing service. It's the retail market for real estate. It's where realtors sell real estate. It's where all the people in the world compete with each other to see who will pay the most. And I hate to say it, but when you're competing against all the people in the world, some of those people are stupid. And you don't want to compete against stupid. 
well, you don't want to win competing against stupid. Now, don't get me wrong, folks. I love the MLS. I adore the MLS. Why do I love and adore the MLS? Because after I buy off-market wholesale real estate, where do I then want to resell it? Not the MLS. Because it's been proven that any property on the MLS will sell for the most that it could be possibly sold for. That's just not where you're going to find heavily discounted wholesale real estate. The very best deal of the entire MLS would rarely be a deal I'd ever take a second look at. So finding deals, once I realized this whole shoot match is about finding deals, then I went about systematizing the process of finding deals. And over time, I developed 65 different methods for finding deals. Now, actually, it's not totally accurate to say I developed 65 methods. What would be more accurate is to say I found 65 things at work and I started to do those things. In fact, I need to teach you all a really important lesson, maybe the most important lesson that I'm going to teach you today. But for me to teach you this next lesson, First, I need to unteach you all something. Okay, so I got to unteach you all something. When you guys are in elementary school, if you looked over the paper next to you and you copied down the answers, that was called what? Cheating. And you're all told that cheating is what? Bad, wrong. Okay, we're not a bunch of little kids. We're not in elementary school anymore. Going forward, I need you all to unlearn that. Because going forward, guess what? Cheating is actually the shortcut. What am I saying up here? What I'm trying to say is this. There's nothing that you're trying to do. There's absolutely nothing that you're trying to figure out that I and other people haven't already done and figured out. Everything. And I mean everything. And I mean absolutely everything about this business here in Texas has been figured out. We know what's in the freaking soil. We know the zoning. We know the guys who write the zoning. We can tell you the appreciation rate by street address in all the major metropolitan cities across the great state of Texas. We know the exact letters to send to the exact mailing list. We know the exact words to say, the exact offers to make, the exact objections to expect, exactly how to overcome the objections. We even know how many contracts are going to get signed for every 20,000 letters we send out. Everything, and I mean everything, and I mean absolutely everything about this business has been completely figured out. So once I realized that everything I was trying to do and everything I was trying to figure out, other people had done and figured out, I stopped trying to figure everything out and I just started to, here's this word, I just started to copy, right, copy, right, the 65 different tested proven methods of actually finding these deals. Now, some of these methods or campaigns take time and some of these take money. When you get started, you probably have more time and less money. When you get going, you have more money and less time. I will be honest with you, I don't spend any time anymore on marketing. I outsource 100%, but when you're getting started, you're probably going to insource more. So what are some of these marketing methods? Well, let me teach you a whole bunch. The first set of strategies has to do with direct mail. You can buy lists of people that need to sell their houses. Now, when you say direct mail, what do you do with a direct mail list? Well, you can send them mail, letters or postcards, or you can get their phone numbers. You can call them. You can text them. Or you can even go over to their house and you can knock on their door. Or you can do what's called a multi-touch campaign where it's a combination of those different things. Uh, and what do you do? You make them an offer that solves their problem. We have an offer for every problem. Some of them say yes. Those are called deals, right? It's a numbers game. And in a minute, I'm going to teach you the numbers. So what are some of the popular lists? Well, you get a list of people that didn't pay their property taxes, people that are late paying their mortgage, people that are filing for divorce, two people who are combining their income to pay a mortgage. Now, one of them's gone. Well, the one that's left is probably having trouble paying the mortgage by themselves. You can get a list of people uh, who've inherited a house from somebody that passed away, people whose credit scores are starting to go down, people that just got dismissed from bankruptcy, certainly a lot of financial distress there. 
You can get a non-owner occupied list. There's a list of people that own a house they don't live in themselves. Well, technically, they're landlords. And a lot of them are what are called accidental landlords. They couldn't sell the house, so they rented the house to a family member, a friend, or a neighbor. Uh, or they inherit a house with a tenant in it. They don't really know anything about being a landlord. And very often, they eventually become motivated sellers. You can get a list of people who rent to people on public assistance. You can get a code enforcement list. You know the city is already driving around issuing citations for abandoned houses, hoarder houses, deferred maintenance houses. You get the city to give you a list of every problem property in the city. You can even get an expired listing list. There's a list of people that hired a realtor, tried for a long time to sell it, and it didn't sell. So what do we know about these people? You know, 100% of these people would like to sell their house, probably now more than ever. But they probably need solutions that realtors don't offer. Hello? So you send letters, postcards, phone calls, text messages, you list of people with problems. Some of them will call you back. That's called a lead. You make them an offer that solves their problem. We have an offer for every problem. Some of them say yes, and that's called a deal. With a website, you can get leads on the internet. Ban is signed. little sign on the side of the road. We buy houses. Why do you see the sign? Because they work. Online ads work. Email autoresponders. Magnetic signs. Put a little sign on the side of your car. Uh, now you get leads for the rest of your life, right? It's almost free for the cost of a sign. Uh, door hangers. You don't want to send out mail. Okay, for 10 cents a door, you can have somebody put a flyer on every door in a neighborhood. Here's one that's pretty much free. Driving for dollars. Sometimes I'm just driving around and I see a tarp on a roof. They might as well be waving a big red flag. Desperate motivated seller, please buy my house. I mean, think about this. Somebody's most valuable asset, a house, has a serious problem, a leak, and their solution was to do what? To go buy a $5 tarp at Home Depot. How come they didn't fix the roof? Yeah, no money. Same guy's not fixing the roof, not paying his insurance, not paying his taxes, probably not paying his mortgage. Sooner or later, an investor is going to pick up that deal. All right, what are the other marketing strategies? Oh, wait. We interrupt this program for a special announcement. Actually, Chanel already made the announcement, so I don't need to make it again. Well, I'll make it real quick. So, yeah, there's a tour coming up, uh, the Texas tour, uh, and we're doing something very special. You register for night, you can come for free. So, practical, actionable, live training. I'm going to be teaching this myself, 24 hours spread out over uh, three days. Uh, all the strategies that work here in Texas, there's things you can do in Texas you can't do in any other state. You're only going to learn it here. And more importantly, there's things that are legal in 49 states that are not legal in Texas. And you better know what those are, and you're going to learn them at the workshop. All the 65 marketing methods to close is the exact words you say. I'm going to demonstrate that shortly. So thousands, and I mean thousands, and I mean thousands, of successful Texas real estate investors got started at this one, right? The real deal, Texans teaching Texans how to invest in Texas. So pick the location that works best for you and the date. You can come live and in person. I highly recommend it. We're going to have more room when we do that than this room, which is very packed. Little tables and places to spread out. Uh, or you can attend online or a combination of live and online. I know you guys got this earlier. I'll put this up at the end of our uh, uh, presentation as well. But you just go to that link. And for you guys online, click on the link uh, in the comments below. And there's a whole bunch of goodies that are part of the starter kit, by the way. And I'll tell you a little bit more about what else you get in the starter kit because a bunch of resources for Texas real estate investors. Okay, so other deal-finding strategies, letters of intent. What is a letter of intent? A letter of intent is an offer. So then who should you send an offer to? And the answer is everybody. So I'm going to give you all your first homework assignment. Here's your first homework assignment. Tomorrow, I want each of you to send 200 people an offer on their house. Yeah, I'm not kidding. 
you see, here's how investors think. Ready, fire, aim. You make the offer, and then you negotiate. You make the offer, and then you look for the money. You make the offer, and then, right, you think about it. You make the offer, and then you do your due diligence. Why not? Do you know that every time you make somebody an offer here in Texas, you know you get four different options? You might want to write them down. Option number one, you buy a house. Right? They might say yes. It's called taking a shot. If you take enough shots on goal, what do you think happens? Some of them go in, even if you suck. And with practice, what happens? More of them go in because you don't suck, right? So option number one, you can buy a house. Option number two, you can terminate the contract. Did you know there's no risk? The Texas State Promulgated Contract gives the buyer the unilateral right to just rip it up and walk away. No harm, no foul, no risk, no penalty, no cost. Option number three, you can renegotiate the contract. You know that it's much, much, much easier to renegotiate than it is to negotiate. Everybody calls you back and saying they might want to sell, i.e. they want to negotiate. Option number four, you know you can actually sell that contract itself to somebody else that has money. Notice only one of those four options even required you to come up with any money to buy a house. Just make offers. Give yourself options. This is one of the things that the you know, there's, 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 there's two kinds of rookies, right? There, there's the rookie that just kind of stumbles forward, right? Well, I'll just try it, whatever, right? And then there's the ones that think about everything before they take action. The ones that stumble forward, they tend to get there much faster because they listen to a lesson I just taught. They just go out and make everybody an offer, even if they don't know what they're doing. I'm going to tell you another story about Olivia. When she did her first uh, door knocking thing, she offered somebody, uh, I don't remember what the offer was. She sold her contract for 10000 but... The contract, she filled it out all wrong. She really didn't know what she was doing. Even though she'd gotten training and everything else, she made many mistakes, but she did one thing right. There were two things right. She took action, and she got a name on a contract. And that was enough. Because the contract can be fixed, right? And once she had it locked in, right, she had something that had value that she then sold to another investor, and she got her first $10,000, right? And, and I'm going to tell you, you're always going to be out, uh, better off just just taking action, even if it's not perfect. Everything gets fixed. You know, 85% of contracts, even those filled out by realtors who are professionals, have errors in them. You know, it never matters. They all get fixed at the closing. Because as long as everybody says, yeah, I expected to get this much money for the house, as long as they got pretty much what they expected, you know, errors in contracts don't matter, right? But but the, the left-brainers tend to want to get it all perfect, right? The right-brainers just kind of ready, fire, aim. Right and, and figure it out as we go, and they tend to get there a little faster. Okay, business cards, FISBO, for sale by owner, cold calling, people trying to sell their own house. Why would somebody do that? Maybe they're crazy. Maybe they're lazy. Maybe maybe they need solutions filters don't offer. Well, hello, that's what we do. Uh, mass media, television, billboards, radio, past referrals, other investors. Sometimes the best way to find a deal is to get other investors to find the deal for you. By the way, Y'all know what I'm doing up here right now? Anybody want to guess? What do you think I'm doing right now? Marketing. Yeah, we call this marketing. Yeah, y'all impressed? I will, I will guesstimate. I'm going to be very conservative here. I will guesstimate sometime over the next 12 months, I will easily partner on no less than one, two, three deals with somebody who's listening to me right now. I mean, actually, it's going to be a lot more than that because i got a bunch of people online too. Okay? But I'm being very conservative. Average profit on a deal, 40 grand. I'm being conservative. 
my share 20, means as a result of the presentation I'm giving right now, I should pretty easily be able to put an extra 20 plus 20 plus $60,000 in my pocket sometime over the next 12 months as a result of the presentation I'm giving right now. Not bad. Better than a poke in the eye with a stick, wouldn't you all agree? And by the way, you can all do exactly the same thing. Did you know that? Because there's people in this room that have money that are looking for deals. There's people in this room that have deals that are looking for money. Some people want to buy and hold. Some people want to fix and flip. Some people want short sales. Some people want wholesale. Some people want Dallas. Some people want Houston. Some people want Austin. Some people want San Antonio. Some people want El Paso. All of the members of this network, and there's tens of thousands of them, by the way, are all interconnected through an online network. Did you know we meet every minute of every day, like online? And do you know multiple times a day and thousands and thousands and thousands of times over the last decade, the members of this community post their deals, offers, referrals, questions, resources, back and forth over that network? I said earlier, guys, you're not going to find your deal in the MLS. That's ridiculous. That's the retail marketplace. That's the retail pond. That's the pond with the small fish. You guys need to fish in the wholesale pond. Okay, that's the pond with the big fish. So then where's the wholesale pond? You're sitting in it. Yeah, a large network of real estate investors wholesaling, horse trading back and forth. Welcome to the wholesale marketplace. When you look at a group of people, here's how your mind is going to work, right? What do you see? Do you see your competition? You know what I see? Partners, lenders, borrowers, leads, deals, money. And when you start thinking like that, we call that the abundance mindset, then you realize you can make a lot more money. I don't mean like a little more money. I mean like a lot more money, right? Getting 50% of 1,000 deals than 100% of five deals. And once you start to accept that belief, that's how you scale up. Anybody that's got a lot of money did it through doing a lot of something, like a lot of real estate or whatever. To do a lot of real estate, you got to do it in a scalable way. And that means you're not going to be able to do it by yourself. That doesn't scale. Realtors, I'll just have a quick talk. Look, a lot of people come to me and say, should I get a real estate license to be a real estate investor? I don't have a real estate license. Donald Trump does not have a real estate license. Very few real estate investors have a real estate license. It will not help you in any way to be a realtor. In some ways, it'll hinder you because there's things I can do that a realtor can't do. Okay, does that mean you can't be an investor if you're a realtor? No, you can certainly be uh, uh, an engineer and an investor, a school teacher and an investor, a realtor investor. But for any of you that think somehow becoming a realtor is going to help you, it's not. Okay, so we don't, we don't need to be realtors to be real estate investors. In fact, in some ways, it will provide, it will actually hinder certain activities that we can do as, as real estate investors. So for any of you that ask the question. And if you want more details on that, because I always get some realtors that say, well, how, how does this hurt me? Uh, I'll explain that maybe after class if you have real, real details on it. And I'm going to tell you, most realtors, once they actually become real estate investors, Eventually, they, they, they give up their license because it, they, they have restrictions. Okay, Hudson REOs. REO stands for Real Estate Owned Bank Owned Property, another common rookie mistake. Um, people hear the word foreclosure, like, oh, foreclosure is a deal. Yeah, no, it's not. A foreclosure is a house being sold by a bank. Are bankers desperate, motivated sellers? They're not. When a banker wants to sell one of the properties, you know what they do? It's pretty smart. They call a realtor. It's called an REO agent. They say, stick it on the MLS. Bring me the idiot that pays the most. I don't want that to be you. We don't buy those. We tend to buy the pre-foreclosures before they go back to the bank. So where do you find those? Well, you fish in the wholesale marketplace, right? You do direct marketing, off-market. Or here's another idea. Here in Texas, on the first Tuesday of the month, rain, shine, holiday or not, everybody that didn't pay their mortgage gets auctioned off at the county courthouse steps at every county courthouse in the state. 
And you know that you can get a list of all the houses going to the auction, and you can go knock on their door before the auction and get it under contract before the auction, often for less than it's going to sell at the auction. Why? Because you're not bidding against 300 other guys. Wholesalers, let's have the talk. Look, there's a lot of horse trading and wholesaling that goes on amongst real estate investors, and that's in general a good thing, but we have to always issue a great big fat warning to go along with it. Okay, and here's the warning. Nobody will love your money more than who? You. You. You have to always do your own due diligence. There are some highly unethical wholesaling companies. I can't name them, but they're highly unethical wholesaling companies that take advantage of new investors, and it makes me sick to my stomach. How does it work? When a wholesaler sends you a deal and says, this property is worth 100000 fixed up, how much is it really going to be worth after it's all fixed up? 80 max. When a wholesaler says, this property is going to need 20000 in renovations, what is it really going to need in renovations? 40 minimum. When a wholesaler says, ooh, it's your lucky day for a $5,000 non-refundable deposit, this lucky deal can be yours. You put down that $5,000 non-refundable deposit, I can just about guarantee, with about a 19 out of 20 chance that I'm right, you will be losing a lot of money well beyond the $5,000 you got started with. It is fiction, folks. Please do not believe fiction for a minute. Okay, when a wholesaler sends me a deal, I briefly look at all the numbers and I throw the numbers in the trash. And then I run my own numbers. And the only reason I even looked at the numbers before I threw them in the trash is I kind of want to know how much they were lying to me when I compare it to the real numbers. So I'm going to use some strong words because I feel very strongly about this. Look, it would be really, really stupid to ever buy real estate from somebody selling real estate to you based on information that they're providing to you or anybody affiliated with them or associated with them. You have to do your own independent analysis of a deal. And I'm going to tell you, if you're a rookie real estate investor, do not do a wholesale deal. Do not buy a property from a wholesaler. It's just got a 19 out of 20 chance that it's going to end in disaster. Because there's companies out there that prey on new investors. And, and new investors, they don't know any better. They're not stupid, but they're ignorant. That just means you don't know any better. And they do what's called juicing the deal. They make the deal look good. It's not good, right? There's things you learn from doing 10 deals, from 100 deals, from 1,000 deals. And the, the rookies don't see it. You know, I'll give you a typical juiced deal. Firehouses. Most houses, when you look at a house, uh, most houses are actually not as bad as they look. Rookies go into these houses and they see trash and holes in window walls and broken, broken windows. And they're like, oh my God, what a disaster. And a pro looks at this as like, it's really no big deal. There's not much really wrong. That's all easy stuff to fix. But then there's other houses that are exactly the opposite. I'll give you an example. A firehouse. Fire goes where? It goes up, right? So a little fire in a garage, right, burns up, goes through the, the ceiling, and then it goes up into the attic. And as soon as it gets in the attic, it superheats the attic, right? Wood, to be structural, have structural integrity, has to have a certain moisture content. But when you cook wood to like 400 degrees, it doesn't burn, but it bakes, right? And you go up into the attic, and you're like, hey, this is not bad. It's just damn, the fire just damaged this one little part of the house. So the house is, most of the house is fine, right? But if a trained eye goes up into that attic, and you take a hammer, you tap it on one of the boards, one of the beams, they shatter. The whole thing has to be torn down, right? And in some cases, the, the, the repairs needed are 10x right, what they look like to the untrained eye. 
And my point is experienced investors know this and rookies don't. If you're doing something complicated, okay, you probably want to partner with somebody experienced. If you're doing something simple, I get it. You can do simple stuff. Right? If you're doing just paint and carpet, nothing can go wrong. Okay, well, I'll give you one tip. Paint first. As long as you got that, you really can't screw it up. But anything beyond that, right, you need a trained eye to help. And, and I'm going to just say it again. It gets me very upset. Do not trust the big wholesaling companies because they have a business model designed to juice deals and fool rookies into buying and overpaying for things they shouldn't be buying. And they lose money. And it makes me sick to my stomach. You should never lose money investing in real estate. This is not gambling. If you want to gamble, invest in the stock market. You can win, you can lose, right? The, but the, and it's legalized gambling. But, but the problem with the stock market is insider trading is illegal. When it comes to real estate investing, insider trading is advised. In other words, don't buy real estate unless you know with provable, independently sourced data that the real estate you're buying is worth much more than you're paying for it right at the time you buy it. Because the profit is made not by holding and selling, it's, it's on the buy, on the buy itself. Bird dogs, Craigslist, social media, friends, family, et cetera. Why so many different marketing methods? Well, would you rather fish with a hook or would you rather fish with a net? And the answer is you need to fish with a net. And the reason is because this business is a numbers game. And now I'm going to teach you guys the numbers. I'm going to teach you something right now that it took me two years of hard work to figure out. So I'm going to shave two years of your learning curve off right now. By 2005, I've been a real estate investor for two years. And I calculated my first two years, I generated about 400 leads. A lead is just a name number of somebody that might want to sell real estate. So I was looking at a property every couple of days, and then I did the math. And here's what I discovered as a rookie. As a rookie, I discovered that on average, for every $100 I spent on paid marketing, stuff like direct mail, I got one qualified motivated seller lead. As a rookie, on every average, uh, on average, for every three hours I spent on personal marketing, things like driving for dollars, just driving around, I got one quality, qualified, motivated seller lead. Then I discovered, and these are very conservative numbers, they're much better now, but I discovered on average for every 20 leads I got, I made at least $20,000 net profit on a deal. So now let me run the numbers for you. That means every time I drove around for 60 hours, I made at least $20,000 net profit on a deal. Means every time I sent out $2,000 in direct mail, I made at least $20,000 off of that on a deal. Spend $2,000, make $20. Spend $2,000, make $20. Spend $4,000, make $40. Spend $8,000, make $80. Spend $16,000, make $160. Spend $32,000. You don't have to spend it all at once, by the way. Make $320,000 net profit. Are you starting to like the numbers? It took me two years to figure that out. But after two years of figuring that out, what I realized is, holy tamoli, this whole business is just a numbers game, and now I know the numbers. And after I realized this, after I figured this out, I started to think about this business in a completely different way. I now see my business like the whole thing is just a little black box. And we're going to call that box a marketing machine. And the way that little black box works, every time I stick $100 worth of marketing in one end, eventually $1,000 worth of net profit pops out the other end. So if you had a little black box, every time you shoved a $100 bill in one end, a $1,000 bill popped out the other end, how many dollars would you stick in the box? All of them! Yeah, and I started spending money on marketing like a drunken sailor because I knew. I started spending thousands of dollars a month on marketing. And then I started spending tens of thousands of dollars a month on marketing. And then I hired two full-time, six-figure guys who spend 100% of their full-time right, spending my money on marketing. And today, sometimes I spend as much as $100,000 a 
$5 a month on marketing. Because once you know this is just a numbers game, and then once you know the numbers, it's just, it's on. It's just on. We call it dial it in, and then you dial it up. <clears throat> Sometime later, I actually wrote a book on real estate investing. We're not selling any books tonight. Uh, but I will repeat something I said earlier. There's nothing you're trying to do. There's nothing you're trying to figure out that I and other people haven't done and figured out. What's the shortcut? Just copy everything that's been figured out. So we're right at the halfway point in my presentation. We're about to get into the strategies, arguably the more interesting part of the presentation. But if you remember at the beginning of this presentation, I said my job is to make you into educated, contributing members. of this, And we really do want that, right? We want you to be educated and contributing. We have these meetings all over Texas, and we always have new people that come to the meetings. And we call the new people tourists, right? Honey, let's go check out the RIA, right? And there's nothing wrong with that, right? But we figured out something a long time ago. Nobody makes any money being a tourist. We need people to be active, buying, selling, partnering, lending, right? That's, that's where everybody starts making money. But I also figured out a long time ago that, unfortunately, I can't turn somebody into a real estate investor in 45 minutes. If I could figure out how to sprinkle pixie dust around the room, turn everybody a real estate investor in 45 minutes, yeah, that would be awesome. I don't know how to do that. But I can, and I have, on many occasions, turn people into real estate investors over a period of 24 hours. Or maybe it would be more accurate to say 24 hours spread out over three days, giving us the time to get through all the nitty-gritty details of how this business actually works. And this is why the Texas RIAs sponsors the Texas Real Estate Investor uh, workshop. <clears throat> I teach this myself, practical, actionable, detailed training. 24 hours, three days. We teach all 12 strategies, all 65 marketing methods, even the closes. Closes are literally the words you say. And this is not intuitive stuff. This is actually the opposite of intuitive in, in, in how it works with real estate investors. So I'll give you an example. I recently said some magic words to a woman. And after saying these magic words to a woman, she gave me her house, and she said, thank you. Beautiful house. I didn't have to give her any money at all. The house has wonderful equity in it. I didn't have to get a mortgage. I didn't have to get anything. And she said, thank you. Now, who's a little skeptical right now that I could just say magical words to some woman? She gives me her house and says, thank you. Who's skeptical? Raise your hand if you're skeptical. Raise your hand if you're not skeptical. Really? Are you kidding me? I just said something ridiculous. I'm baiting you guys. Come on. Who's taking the bait here? I just said I have magic words, and by simply saying these magic words, I can get a woman to just give me your house for free and say thank you. So who's a little skeptical? Raise your hand if you're a little skeptical. I expect you to be skeptical. I want you to be skeptical. You should think that's crazy, ridiculous. So stay skeptical, because in a couple of minutes, I'm going to demonstrate it. And for all of you that are skeptical, you're going to be really impressed. But that's a close, and I'm going to teach you how to close. Uh, learn how to partner. Great way to get started. You don't have to, but it's a great way to get started. How to access funding. We have over 1,000 private money lenders. So private money is faster, cheaper, better. Uh, gives you a competitive advantage. Thousands, thousands of successful investors here in Texas got started at this workshop. Uh, the real deal. Uh, Texas teaching Texas how to invest in Texas. And we're doing a little tour, and that's why we're talking about it tonight. So come join us, and you're more than welcome to do that. And uh, I'll put the link up again at the end, but click on the link in the comments below if you're online. Pick the date and location that works best for you, and come join us. Now, I do want to mention something else for a minute here. This is a residential meeting 
We also have a whole other part of the Texas RIAs that is commercial real estate. So just out of curiosity, how many of you are interested in commercial real estate? Just raise your hand if you're interested in commercial real estate. Okay, I'd say you know, almost half. Okay, um, commercial real estate is not better or worse. I do both. I do active, I do passive, I do residential, I do commercial. And, and people think, oh, commercial is big, big bucks. Yeah, you can, you can make big bucks in commercial. You can, you can make millions of dollars flipping commercial property. But they, the deals take time, right? And typically, a commercial flip is like a three- to five-year project, right? So you make big money, but it takes time. So if you tell me, like, I want to quit my job and replace my income quick, I'm going to say flip houses, right? You would say, I, I, no, I want to do commercial. I want to make million-dollar deals. Well, yeah, I'm going to tell you to do commercial. Uh, but it's going to take time. If you say, I have a pile of money. I want to make as much money as I can on my money. I'm going to say invest in commercial, right? Twice the return of the stock market, half the risk. You never go back to the stock market, Okay. Uh, you say, I want to build my wealth over time. You say, buy rental properties. Everybody should own rental properties. And, and you, there's ways to buy rental properties, even with no money, no credit. I'm going to teach you in this presentation. Um, so there, there's not better or worse. They're just different. Commercial and residential solve different problems. But I'm going to mention something. This is a little bit of a tangent, so we're going to take you on a tangent. I apologize. The only reason I mention this is is literally happening right here in this hotel two weeks from now. And this is a once-a-year event. Uh, the Texas RIAs is sponsoring something called the Real Estate Masters. And it's literally the top commercial real estate investors from across Texas and across the country coming right here for you guys that are sitting here live. It's literally going to be right here uh, in this hotel, in a bigger ballroom, but here. There's going to be hundreds and hundreds of people there. But it's happening on August 25, 26, 27. Okay? And, and if you have the slightest interest in commercial, and I know some of you do, I know this is not for everybody, but for those of you, uh, I'm going to just mention it real quick. Um, so commercial is a little different. It's a team sport. You need to know people that will fund the deals. You need to know people that will pay you finder's fees if you're just getting started. Uh, you need to team up with other people in commercial deals. So we're doing a very special event, sponsoring it. It's called the Real Estate Masters, uh, literally the Masters of Commercial Real Estate in one place, one time, literally right here a couple of weeks uh, from now. And at the Masters, uh, some of the people that are coming, George Ross. Uh, George Ross was a celebrity apprentice judge. Uh, Donald Trump, the real estate investor's original mentor, I figured if this guy could teach Donald Trump how to make $8 billion in commercial real estate, uh, probably learned something from him. He's going to be coming and talking at the Masters. We have a billionaire that's going to talk about how to become a billionaire uh, at the Masters. We have Hugh Hilton. Okay, Hugh Hilton done $18 billion with a B dollars in commercial transactions is going to teach you guys how to do commercial transactions. So if you guys have the slightest interest in commercial real estate, uh, we've got Vanilla Ice, former rapper, uh, now real estate tycoon. He's going to do a little mini concert for us. That'll be cool. Uh, so some of the top investors from across the state of Texas, literally hundreds of people from my own uh, inner circle will be there. Pretty much all the money, deals, relationships, and training in one place at one time. So I know this is not for everybody. Normally, I wouldn't even talk about it except for the fact that it's happening literally right here uh, in, this, in this hotel a couple of weeks from now, August 25, 6, and 7. In Dallas, there is a cost to this. It's not a free event. This is a big uh, celebrity uh, event. It's $998. Bucks. Uh, but I'll do a special deal even for this. So we're going to do a special $800 off if you register now uh, by simply using this code, VIPREA. Uh, so if you're interested, and I know this is not for everybody, but if you're interested, you go to Real Estate Masters event, uh, you register, it'll say it's 998, you put in this little code, 
and the price drops down to 198. And uh, you can also click on that link uh, if you want to get the QR code, or you can just go to Real Estate Masters. And again, this is not for everybody, but for those of you that are interested in commercial, you definitely don't want to miss this because this is a once a year thing, right? And if you miss it, you're going to not be able to have this kind of training and experience all in one place at one time. It's really rare that a bunch of multimillionaire commercial real estate investors across Texas come to one place at one time. This will be a very unique event. Uh, if you miss it, you're going to have to wait a year to come back. But for those of you that are interested, uh, come join us and we'd love to have you. Okay, so let's get back to work. We talked about fear and then we talked about marketing. Now I'm going to teach you how to actually do the deals, how the strategy works. So marketing, check. Let's get into the strategy. And, you know, the first question I'm going to ask is which strategy, right? There's so many different strategies. There's thousands of books and YouTube videos out there that teach people how to invest in real estate. And you can watch videos and read books and get training on how to do short sales, how to do buy and hold mortgage assignments, how to do auction options, uh, how to do referrals, how to do wholesaling, uh, how to do contracts for deeds, how to do lease options, uh, how to do uh, uh, house swaps, wraparound mortgages, equity partnering, and of course, how to do fix and flip. And you spend a lot of time and money on all that training and education. Uh, my wife and I have actually spent over $100,000 on training, uh, seminars, books, tapes, etc. Most of it was great. Excuse me. Some of it was not great. It all sounded great. Uh, but I don't feel bad about spending over $100,000 on our education because we've actually made many millions of dollars from our education. But I do have a little pet peeve at how most people teach and how most people get taught. Because when you look at all these strategies, here's the good news. Uh, they all work. All of these strategies can make you money investing in real estate. That's the good news. The bad news is that they each only work in unique situations. Each of these strategies should be thought of as a solution to a specific problem or situation. But remember what I said earlier, your job one is finding a deal. So let's talk about that. Here's a brand new investor hunting for a deal, right? Doing some marketing and he gets a lead. A lead is the name and number of something that might want to sell real estate. Well, if this guy had gotten the right training, he would learn how to help that seller solve their problem using a strategy called a wraparound mortgage. But that's not the strategy he learned. He just went to one of those silly wholesale seminars they all learned, all learned how to do was wholesaling. So he's looking for a wholesale deal, didn't find one, found a wrap deal, doesn't know how to do that. So what does he do? He goes and looks for some more leads and he generates yet another lead. And now if he only knew how to do a mortgage assignment, he could help somebody and solve the problem, get himself paid, but he doesn't know how to do a mortgage assignment because remember, all he knows how to do is wholesaling. He's still looking for a wholesale deal. Didn't find one, found a mortgage assignment, doesn't know how to do that. So he does more marketing and he generates yet another lead. And now if he only knew how to do an auction option, he could solve a big problem, get himself a big check but he doesn't know how to do an auction option because remember, all he knows how to do is wholesaling and he's still looking for a wholesale deal. Are you starting to see a problem? So here's the problem. There's 30,000 books and tapes and YouTube videos out there that teach people how to invest in real estate. And what they pretty much all say is this. You need to get started by learning one strategy and this is the best one. No, this is the best one. No, this is the best one. Well, whatever. You need to learn a strategy. Make money on that strategy, and after you learn and make money on that strategy, and then later on you can learn some other strategy. It sounds pretty good, it feels pretty good, but forgive my language when I say this, that is a completely ass-backwards way to go about this. You know, saying you need to uh, make money on one strategy before you learn the other strategy, that's kind of like saying you need to go to Las Vegas and learn how to bet on one number on the roulette wheel. And after you make enough money betting over and over and over again on that one number on the roulette wheel, later on you can learn how the other numbers work. Well, that's ridiculous. 
yet that's how 95% of real estate investors get started investing in real estate. And it's no surprise that 95% of real estate investors give up before they ever get going. And about 99% of wholesalers. So let's talk about wholesaling. There's nothing wrong with wholesaling. Wholesaling is one of the 12 strategies that I use and that I teach. In fact, frankly, it's the easiest one to teach. The problem with wholesaling, however, is on average, it's the hardest one to do that I would say on average makes the least amount of money. So when somebody tells me I'm going to get started with wholesaling, here's how my brain translates that. I'm going to do the hardest thing there is to do that on average makes the least amount of money. And I know from my experience that about 99 out of 100, maybe not 100 out of 100, but about 99 out of 100 people that try to execute that plan give up before they ever get going. For example, how many of you have read the book, The Millionaire Wholesaler? That's because it's never been written. And it never will be, because it's the hardest thing to do that makes the least amount of money. So I'm going to teach you what the top 5% of investors do. And then I'm going to tell you, play to be in the top 5% or don't bother. So here's how I do it, and here's how I'm going to teach you how to do it as well. I bet on all of the numbers on the wheel, and then I spin the wheel a lot. And what do I mean by I bet on all the numbers? I, I use all 12 strategies. Why not learn all 12 strategies? Why not learn all 12 ways to fill out a contract, all 12 ways to solve a problem? You spend time and money. It's called marketing. Get somebody with a problem to call you. If there's a way to help them and solve the problem and get paid, you need to help them and solve the problem and get paid. And once you know all 12 strategies, we have a strategy for every problem there is. There is no exception. Motivated, non-motivated, free and clear, underwater. And then once you learn how to solve every problem, then what do you do? You spin the wheel a lot. You do a lot of marketing. You look at a lot of deals. You take a lot of shots on goal. This is what the top 5% of investors do. Play to be in the top 5% or don't bother because they make all the money. So to do that, you got to do a lot of marketing and then you got to know all the strategies. So now let me teach you some strategies. Uh, oh, actually, first I'm going to tell you another fun story. This is my first big deal. After I was a real estate investor for just over two years, I flipped this house. I actually made $291,000 net profit, pretty good profit flipping this house. But the more interesting part of the story is I was actually the eighth investor at bat. So what does that mean? It means seven other investors looked at this deal before me and passed on the deal. How's that possible? How could seven different real estate investors pass on a deal, an opportunity to make almost $300,000? How's that even possible? I'm going to tell you it's not just possible, it's actually typical. Let me tell you the rest of the story. First investor looks at this house. It says, I'd love to buy your house, but you're underwater. You owe more money than the house is worth. You can't afford to sell me the house. Second investor looks at this house and says, I'd love to buy your house, but you're in bankruptcy. I can't buy a house from somebody in bankruptcy. Third investor looks at this house and says, well, I can help you avoid a foreclosure by doing something called a short sale, but I can't do that while you're in bankruptcy. Plus, you have a mid-construction project. I don't do mid-construction. Right? I walked into this house and I said, my, oh my, oh my, you have a lot of big problems here, don't you? Big problem means what? Big opportunity. You know, it took one, two, three different strategies to solve this guy's problem. I solved the problem. I got the check. My competition was a bunch of one-trick ponies. Most of my competitors are a bunch of one-trick ponies. 30,000 books and tapes and seminars out there teach people how to be one-trick ponies. One-trick ponies are annoying. They get in the way at times, but they don't last long. Guys, if you think you're going to find pretty houses at big discounts just waiting for you out there, hanging off of trees, you're smoking crack. This is what opportunity looks like. A big bundle of problems with a nice, pretty bow around it. I want a house where half the house burned down. I want a house 
that flooded. I want a house that has mold. I want a house where a meth lab exploded in the garage. I want a house where someone was murdered in the living room. I'm serious. You can make a killing on a murder house. No pun intended. I own one. It's called a stigma house. There's all kinds of combinations of this. So, for example, what do you think it costs to buy a murder house? 20 cents on the dollar. You know what everybody says when they look at that house? They say, that's a murder house. And a year later, everybody going by the house, they point at the house, something bad happened in that house. A couple years later, they're walking by that house, and they're like, somewhere around here, something bad happened. About five years later, what do they say when they look at that house? How much? Stigmas go away. There's all kinds of stigmas in real estate. Somebody gets shot in a bar, it's a crime scene. A couple years later, it's a tourist attraction. And there's all kinds of stigmas, floods and all kinds of things that go away, right? And, and, and this is a problem. Most people look at a problem, like, I don't want a problem. Real estate entrepreneurs, we look at problems and we say, ka-ching, right? Every problem has a price. Is it worth it? It could be a huge opportunity. And you have to think differently. We love problems. That's how we add value to the world, by finding problems and helping the world solve their problems, right? And, and, and that's what we do. Think about it. We go into the neighborhood. We take the property nobody would want. We turn it into something beautiful. We're beautifying the neighborhood. And we make money helping the world solve the world's problems. I'll tell you another story. One of my students recently bought one of those $150,000 Teslas, paid cash for it, and he calls it his air car, air car, H-E-I-R, air car. Yeah, somebody died without a will. You know two out of three people don't have a will? But they did have 42 heirs, and everybody said, no way, man, no way, you're going to get 42 people to agree on something, big problem. Well, he rolled up his sleeves, and it took a little effort, but eventually he got 42 people to agree that a little bit of something is a whole lot better than a whole lot of nothing. And now he's driving around a $150,000 air car. Problems are opportunities. That's the lesson. Big problems, big opportunities. So we need to go find the problems. That's what we do with the marketing. And then we need to go solve the problems, and that's what we do with the strategy. So let me teach you some strategies. The first strategy I'm going to teach you uh, is wholesale. Like I said, it's the easiest one to teach. I'll teach you right now. How does this work? You simply find a property and get it under contract. How much does it cost to get a property under contract? Nothing. Can you all afford that? Yes. And then after getting it under contract, instead of buying the property, you're simply going to sell the contract itself to another investor for a fee. How much is the fee? 500 to 5000 on a small deal. Ten to twenty-five thousand on an average deal, twenty-five thousand dollars or more in a big deal, and this, my friends, is a no money and no risk strategy. I discovered it's really hard to lose money when you're not actually spending or investing any money. Nine of the strategies we use are no money and no risk strategies. Okay, so I like to teach through case studies. When you come to the workshop, I'm going to teach a whole bunch of theory, but then every time I teach a theory, I'm going to follow it with a story. Because like everything's theoretical until you see how it actually works. So I'm going to tell you about 100 stories at the workshop. I'll give you an example. This is Kimberly. Kimberly was sitting in the same chair as you guys are sitting in. And um, she came to the workshop. She had to pay. It wasn't free that night. But anyway, she came to the workshop. And then she rolled up her sleeves and got to work. And she told me about this experience, this deal, after this deal went down. So Kim's mom's visiting her from out of town. She's in the car with her mom. And her mom's like, Kim? 
Where are we going? Oh, well, Mom, we're going to get a house under contract. What? Kim, are you crazy? What are you talking about? You just graduated from college. You don't have any money. You don't have any credit. You don't even have a job. What do you mean you're getting a house under contract? Don't worry, Mom. I know what I'm doing. So Kim's mom watched Kim walk into this house and offer the seller $265,000 cash for his house, and he signed a contract. Now, obviously, they talked on the phone ahead of time. Obviously, he was a motivated seller. Kim then took that contract, and she posted it out to this network. I told you before, multiple times a day, thousands and thousands of times over the last decade, the members of this community post their deals, offers, contracts, referrals, resources, money, whatever, back and forth over the network. So she posted this deal out to the network, and several, as it turns out, several other members of this network wanted to buy that contract, that deal from Kim. And one of the other members of the RIA ended up buying the contract, paying Kim $17,000 for the contract. So Kim just sold her contract to another member of the RIA for $17,000. So now Kim is a believer. Actually, Kim was a believer. Now Kim's mom is a believer. So now what would Kim have done with the contract had nobody wanted to buy her contract? What would she have done then? Ripped it up, walked away, no harm, no foul. Remember, that's one of the options, but she didn't have to, did she? No, she sold it. So then who bought the contract? Another member of the network uh, by the name of Tatiana. Let me tell you about Tatiana. Tatiana paid Kim $17,000 for the contract. It then became Tatiana's contract. Literally crossed Kim's name out as a buyer, wrote her name or really her company's name in as a buyer. It then became Tatiana's contract. Tatiana then bought the house for $265,000 cash. She had the cash. She kept it for six months as a month-to-month rental. After the tenants moved out, she did a renovation, a small addition, and then she sold it after owning it for 12 months. And when she sold it, she made almost $100,000 of net profit. Then she only had to pay long-term capital gains taxes, no income taxes. Do you think Tatiana was pretty happy that Kim found that deal for her? What do you think? Yeah, you bet. So let's see what we got here. Do a little poll of the audience. By a show of hands, how many of you are cash buyers? Wave your hand around if you're a cash buyer. All right, let me ask you a different question. Um, How much cash do you have to have to make a cash offer? How much would that be? Zero. Well, then how much cash do you actually have to have to be a cash buyer? Zero. Guys, you don't have to have any cash to make a cash offer. You don't have to have any cash to be a cash buyer. You just need to know people with cash. So let me ask you guys another question. Does anybody here know somebody that you could call if you got a smoking hot deal to buy a property for a big discount for cash? Does anybody know such a person? For example, who? Yeah, what do you think I'm doing up here? Over here, guys. You know, and in fairness, and in fairness, there's hundreds of guys just like me out on that network that would be pleased as punch. If you guys got out there, got some properties under contract, just pitch them back to the group. You don't want them yourself, pitch them back to the group. That's why we need you. That's why we want you. That's why we'll even train you on how to be educated and contributing members to this community. But I can see I have my work cut out for me because we got some self-limiting beliefs here. So I'm going to try this again. By a show of hands, how many of you are cash buyers? Raise your hand if you're a cash buyer. Oh, awesome. Thank you. I love talking to room full of cash buyers. And by the way, the network, the RIA, instantly puts people with cash in connection with off-market wholesale real estate. Instantly puts people with deals in connection with people with cash. So welcome again to the wholesale marketplace. Okay, 
One more strategy, and this one's a little more complicated, or quite a bit more complicated, but I would also say quite a bit more interesting. This is called buying a property subject to the mortgage. This is buying real estate with no money and with no credit. I am a nationally recognized expert at teaching this strategy. I might possibly be the national expert, but I'm certainly a widely recognized expert who's taught tens of thousands of people how to do what I'm about to teach you how to do. If you've ever heard of this, there's a pretty good chance whoever told you about it learned it from me or learned it from somebody who learned it from me. So what does this mean and how does this actually work? How does buying real estate work? Somebody goes to a title company and they sign a stack of documents. Most of the documents at the closing are disclaimers and disclosures, but there's two documents that get signed at the closing that actually make the closing happen. The two documents that make something happen are the deed and the note. The deed and the note. Notice these are two separate documents, a deed and a note. Whose ever name goes on the deed, that's who owns the property. Whose ever name goes on the note, that's who's responsible for the mortgage. A deed and a note. Now, normally it's the same guy. Guy buys a house, his name is on the deed, his name is on the note, he owns a house, and he's responsible for the mortgage. It's his house. He moves into the house, and all the rights and privileges and benefits and responsibilities of home ownership, they all go to him. It's his house. At the end of the month, he gets a statement from the bank, says you owe us $1,000 for your mortgage. He writes the bank a check for $1,000, bank gets a check, they cash the check, bank's happy, he's happy, everybody's happy, that's how it works. And then the guy goes on to get married. And, well, you know, Texas is a community property state, so after the guy gets married, the wife is added to the deed. Look at the tax records. Now, there's two names on the deed, his and hers, but his name is still the only name on the note. Just because somebody's taken on or off the deed, that does not in any way, shape, or affect the note. And then time goes on, and things don't work out, and they get a divorce. And in their situation, the wife gets the house in the divorce. So now something kind of interesting has happened. Now, her name is the only name left on the deed, but his name is still the only name on the note. So the question is, as long as he keeps sending the bank a check every month for $1,000, or she starts sending the bank a check every month, or a tenant or a property manager or a neighbor, investor, friend, or family member, or somebody sends the bank a check every month, the question is, does the bank care who wrote the check? No. There's some dude at the bank. Opening envelopes like, ooh, we got a check for the right amount. Came on time and even cleared. We're good. So if you're all listening to my story so far, I just told you all a story about a woman, about a spouse, about a person that was able to acquire real estate even with no money and no credit. There it is, a way to acquire real estate with no money and no credit. I told you I was going to teach you how to do that. Okay, so here's the really, really good part. You can all do exactly the same thing, and you don't have to get married to do it. Because here's the deal. Here in Texas, here's the deal. Anybody, anybody, anybody here, anybody can go up to any homeowner that has any loan, any mortgage, from any lender, on any house, at any time, and you can make them an offer. The offer anybody can make with any homeowner that has any loan, from any lender, on any house, any time is this. Here's the offer. I will make the payments on your mortgage for you going forward. Or I will find somebody to make the payments on your mortgage for you going forward. What's the catch? The catch is you simply have to transfer the deed, which is ownership of the property to me. It's called buying a property subject to the existing mortgage. 
You can do this with any homeowner that has any loan, any mortgage from any lender in any house at any time. Okay, and the only person on the planet that has to actually agree to this transaction is the person whose name is on the deed, not the bank. The bank has no say in this transaction. It's federally regulated. 1982 Garden St. Germain Act. Anybody can deed their house to anybody they want. Anybody can pay somebody else's mortgage if they want to. So if you're listening to me closely, what did you just hear me say? You can buy any house you want from any homeowner in Texas right, that has any loan from any lender. You can buy that person's house at any time, and you can even buy somebody's house even with no money and even with no credit by simply offering to take over the payment on their mortgage or even offering to find somebody to take over the payment on their mortgage in exchange for them simply handing the deed, which is ownership of the property to you. And once you learn how to buy real estate with no money and with no credit, then how many houses can you buy? All of them. This is a very scalable process. Look, when somebody's in financial distress, think of that, that. Somebody's in financial distress. They got a house and they got a mortgage. Is the house the problem or is the mortgage the problem? Owning a house is never a problem. Being responsible for a mortgage, that can be a big problem when you're in financial distress. You solve the big problem by taking over the payments or finding somebody to take over the payments in exchange for solving the big problem. You ask them to transfer the deed, hand the deed, which is ownership of the property to you. So it's simply agreeing to pay a seller's mortgage going forward in exchange for a deed. Now, when somebody hands you their deed, guess what? You own it. You can do whatever you want with it. You can renovate it and retail sell it to somebody else. You can wrap it. You can assign it. You can keep it as a rental property. You can keep it as your own homestead if you'd like. I've helped many of my friends here in Texas buy their very own homestead with this little or no money, no credit needed strategy. How much money can you make? Well, you're going to see you can make a lot of money in a lot of different ways, right, when you're buying houses with no money and with no credit. At the very lowest end of the scale, $10,000 for a simple assignment, typically it's a lot more, and this is yet another little or no money, little or no risk strategy. Let me walk you through an example that may make this a little more clear. This is one of the $30 million worth of houses that I own here in Texas. And I said before, look, if I wanted to buy $30 million worth of houses traditionally, think about it. I'd have to put down 20% every time I bought a house. I'd have to be a multi, multi, multi-millionaire just to become a millionaire. Well, I wasn't a millionaire when I was sitting in these chairs learning how to invest in real estate. So how in the world was I able to acquire a portfolio of $30 million worth of houses? Well, I had to find a different way to buy them. I had to figure out how to buy real estate even with little or no money and no credit. So most of my properties were bought using exactly this strategy, subject to, including this one. So let me tell you about this one. A woman owned this house worth $150,000. She only owed $110,000 on the mortgage. So this house has $40,000 of equity. She had the house rented out for $1,600 a month rent. The mortgage payment, including tax insurance, is $1,100 a month. So this house is generating $500 a month of gross cash flow. Should have, could have, and it would have been a perfect rental property except for one major problem. This woman had lost her job. She was continuing to collect the rent because she was living off of the rent, but she stopped paying the mortgage. Four days, four days before the first Tuesday of the month, when the bank was going to foreclose on her, I knocked on her door. Hello, can I help you? I am here to help you. Well, what can you do? There's no time. They're going to foreclose on me. How can you help? They're going to foreclose on me. There's no time. What can you do? How can you help? Here's what I can do. I can stop the foreclosure. I can reinstate your loan. I can catch up your mortgage payments. I can make your mortgage payments for you going forward. I can even repair all your credit. 
Well, that's amazing. What's the catch? You simply have to hand the deed, which is ownership of the property to me. And she said deal. Why in the world did she say deal? Because in four days, she's losing the house. That was a done deal. But she wasn't just going to lose the house. In addition to losing the house, she was going to get a little bonus to go along with it. A bonus that she didn't want, that nobody would want. A bonus called a foreclosure. And this is what I told her about a foreclosure. A foreclosure is the atomic bomb of credit hits. It's the big one. It's the beginning of a 10-year nightmare that starts with the sheriff and his deputies dragging you and your family and all of your possessions to the curb in front of your friends and neighbors. It's 10 years of dealing with the IRS, potentially garnishing your wages to collect on a 1099 that could be issued against you for up to the full value of the loan. It's 10 years of having the lender potentially file a deficiency judgment lawsuit against you for up to the full value of the home. It's 10 years of dealing with creditors calling you, hounding you day and night to collect on the judgment from the lawsuit. It's 10 years of not being able to buy another home, not being able to buy a car, not being able to get a credit card, not being able to open certain bank accounts or even rent certain apartments or even get certain jobs. In other words, it's a bullet to the head. And I stopped all of that from happening to her. And she was thrilled. She even said thank you. And the bank was thrilled. They didn't want the house back. They just wanted their money. So I gave them their money. And the tenants were thrilled. They didn't want to get kicked out of the house. They just wanted to keep renting the house. So I let them keep renting it for me. But mostly I was thrilled. Because for $4,500, which is what it cost me to reinstate this loan, I now own this beautiful $150,000 house. Came with a loan. Came with $40,000 of equity. All mine. Came with tenants. Paying me $1,600 a month rent. After I pay the bank $1,100, I put $500 back in my pocket. And if you think that's cool, my wife and I own thirty million dollars worth of these houses. Some of them took small amounts of money like this. Most of them honestly took more money than this. But that being said, some of them took absolutely no money at all. So how many of you would like me to walk you step by step by step through how to do this deal? Okay, we're all out of time. I'm sorry, that was obnoxious, wasn't it? We're, 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 we're almost at time, so we're going to finish. I'll, I'll finish. I, I will finish this. I, I, I love this, uh, and I will finish this, um, but we're almost out of time. So, but, but let me finish this up. Look, I, I do love this strategy. It is one of the 12 strategies, and I, and I love this strategy. But I'll bet you haven't figured out why I love this so much. Some of you are probably saying, oh, you're making 500 a month. Yeah, that's not it. $500 a month is not going to affect my life or my lifestyle in the slightest. What I really love about this is, by doing this over and over again, over the last almost 20 years, my wife and I were able to accumulate a portfolio that's now worth $30 million. In fact, just over the last three years, that portfolio has gone up in value by more than 30%. In other words, just over the last three years, we became more than $10 million richer from having done this thing over and over again, this thing that required little or no money and no credit. That's what I love about this. This is the strategy that allows anybody, regardless of money or credit, because you don't have enough money or credit, no matter who you are, you don't have enough. But this is the strategy that, that allows anybody, regardless of money or credit, to become multi, 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 multi-millionaire. And once I realized the ultimate wealth potential of this strategy, I actually made one additional tweak. It gets better. I made one additional tweak to this strategy. I no longer buy these houses in my name. In fact, I no longer buy these houses in my company's name. Now when I buy these houses, I prefer to buy them in my IRA. 
How many of you were aware that you could do this transaction with your IRA? Okay, well, for the rest of you, you know you can actually do this transaction with your IRA. In fact, one of the co-sponsors of the Texas RIAs is a company based right here in Texas, West Trust IRA. Come to the workshop. They'll set it up for you so you can do it with your IRA just like I do. So what happens when my IRA does this transaction? Well, my IRA puts out the $4,500 reinstatement fee to the bank, and the deed title ownership of the property transfers to my IRA. Every month, the property manager deposits $1,600 of rent into the IRA. And every month, the IRA automatically issues a check to the bank for $1,100 to pay the mortgage. And $500 rolls back into the IRA. But that's not the good part. So then what's the good part? Over the next 25 years, this property will double in value. And it'll double again. And even with very conservative appreciation rates, it'll almost double a third time. Something interesting happens to the loan on this property over the next 25 years. What happens to the loan? It gets completely paid off by the tenants. Thank you very much, tenants. In other words, every time my IRA does this deal, my IRA ultimately ends up owning an asset worth about a million bucks that by then I own free and clear. And because my IRA is also a Roth IRA, when I sell this asset in retirement, 100% of the proceeds are tax-free. Did y'all just see what I did? I just showed you how to turn a $4,500 IRA into an asset, into $1 million tax-free doing one deal one time. Helping a woman out of a horrible situation. Helping tenants stay in a property they wanted to stay in. Helping a bank not take a property back they didn't want back. All that, just doing it once. The average retired person at the age of 65 has a net worth of $62,000. It's pathetic. If you just did this one deal, one time in your life, you'd be 25 times richer than the average retired person just doing it once. But I'll tell you something else I've observed over the years. I've never seen somebody do this deal once. 95% of the people will never do this deal. And 100% of the people that do it once, then what do they do? Then they do it again. And then what do they do? And then they do it again and again and again. And almost 20 years later, they're standing in front of a room full of people talking about all the times they did it. So one last time, how many of you would like me to walk you step by step by step through how to do this deal? Yeah? All right, I'm going to walk you step by step by step through how to find this property, how to get it under contract, which contract to use, which attorney and title company to close it at, and how to go through all the operational steps step by step by step for how to do this deal. So I'm going to walk you through that but it's going to take about three days, so we're going to have to finish at the workshop. And obviously, that's pretty cool, but it's actually just the beginning because that's only one of the 12 strategies that we use at the workshop. We teach you all the 65 market methods. I'm going to teach you the close. I just taught you your first close. That close I just taught you was called the atomic bomb close. People have a preconceived notion. Oh, let the bank have it back. That's the end of the problem. No, it's the beginning of a 10-year nightmare. And by simply saying those magic words, I mean, think about it. I said those words to the woman, she handed me the deed, and she said, thank you. I mean, think about it. I said magic words to somebody that handed me a deed. I didn't have to give her money. And she said, thank you. Right? That's a close. So we're going to teach you all the closes, how to partner on deals, great way to get started, how to access private money, better than hard money, any other kind of money. So you get it with the starter kit, <clears throat> pick your location and time, and come join us. Uh, oh, the starter kit has a bunch of other goodies in it. Let me mention that real quick. Uh, when you register for the starter kit, besides coming to the workshop, you get a Texas Money Resource Guide, 
there's a training program, there's actually a business plan generator. You fill in a little survey, push a button, it's gonna spit out a customized business plan based on what you're trying to do. Uh, and then the last step of registering for the workshop is it, it puts you into the moderated Facebook group. That's where you can interact with me and all the other members uh, to get access to deals, money, and resources. So pick the location that works best and date that works best for you. Well, let's do a poll of the audience. How many of you would like to attend live? Who wants to attend live? Raise your hand if you want to attend live. How many of you would like to attend online? Who would like to attend online? Okay, how many of you don't want to attend? Nobody doesn't want to attend? Oh, okay, we're doing pretty good. Okay, so pick the location. Now, I'll give you some logistics here. I don't, I'm not 100%, I think the, the location is going to be back at this hotel. I'm not sure for this residential workshop. The commercial event will be here for those of you that are interested in the commercial. You definitely don't want to miss that. It is a paid event. I get that. There's a big promo if you do it tonight. Uh, and if you don't do it, you're going to miss it because it's a once a year thing. Uh, when we meet live for this event, the residential event, uh, we start every morning uh, at 830. Uh, I will start talking at 9. I'm going to go right through until the end of the day. It's 24 hours over three days. We go late Friday, late Saturday, early Sunday. Okay, how late? I don't know. We might go till 7.30. I mean, it just kind of depends on you and the questions and how we're going. Bring a notepad. You're going to fill the entire notepad with notes. Okay, if you're coming online, bring a notepad, right? Turn on your cameras, ask questions, interact. I'm going to tell you I'm not here to entertain you. I'm here to change people's lives, right? And if you're looking for entertainment, my suggestion is don't come. Just, just go watch Netflix. In, in, in three days, you could polish off five seasons of an Emmy award-winning Netflix series, right? And, and, and have a blast. But if you really want to change your life, then show up, bring, bring a notepad, ask questions, right? And let us help you put together a plan, right? That, that can literally be a life-changing plan. And I promise you that, and I'll, and I'll even introduce you to literally thousands of people whose lives have literally changed from this very workshop. When we meet live, we have tables. We're not packed in like sardines like we were in this meeting, so we'll be much more uh, spread out. It's much more comfortable. If for some reason you can't come live, you can still attend via Zoom uh, online. So pick the location that works best for you, and then just click on the link. Now, I do want to do a little housekeeping, and then I'll put the link up one last time. Oh, the, you know, again, the master's thing, this is not for most of you, but for those of you, there were just a handful that were interested in commercial. You don't want to miss it. Uh, you go to a real estate master's event, and if you do it now, we got a big promo, but it's only right now that this is going to work. Uh, it's $9.98 to attend, uh, but you can do it with an $800 off discount coupon by putting this little VIP RIA uh, code into the, uh, into the, the registration page. Um, how, and, and I know this is not for everybody. How many people are interested in the commercial workshop? Just to do a quick show of hands. Okay, awesome. Well, you definitely want to take advantage of that promo, which is right now. Um, and again, hundreds of my personal clients, these are top commercial investors from across uh, Texas and across the country are going to be there. So it's going to be a very, very powerful uh, place. Uh, I'd suggest come to both. Come to the residential and the commercial. Um, commercial you have to pay for, but you do get the residential for free if you register for that tonight. Um, a couple of other housekeeping notes. People ask me all the time, can I get copies of your presentation? Yes, you can. Uh, we're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're also on a YouTube channel. Just look for Texas RIAs, and we post our, our material on there. Uh, YouTube channel has hundreds of videos, including these, uh, these training videos like you've attended here tonight. 
Uh, I think I went through all the logistics on the uh, event, so I don't need to do that again. A few other questions. I'll take some questions from the audience in a minute, too. Um, how much experience do I need to do this? 75% uh, of the people that come to the workshop are just getting started, to be honest with you. So I assume most of the audience is rookies. Uh, but 25% of the people that come are experienced real estate investors that are coming to learn some of the advanced strategies that only we teach. Can I bring a significant other? Highly recommend that you do. Uh, because if you don't, uh, when you go find a deal and you say, honey, we're buying a house, honey's not going to be as understanding as if honey got exposed to the same thing you did. Uh, how do I know this is the real deal? My advice is don't ask me. Okay, ask somebody else that's actually done it. So I invite everybody that I've taught real estate to to give me feedback. And I don't mean like something on the Internet. You can fake the Internet. I mean a handwritten feedback form. And we actually scan every single feedback form and we post them on the internet for the whole world to look at. Now, why would I do that? No matter what you say, I'll put it on the internet for the whole world to see it. And there's thousands of these things. Why would I do that? Well, go check it out for yourself. I'm going to tell you what you're going to see. You're going to see thousands of feedback forms, and 99 out of 100 all say the same thing. Oh, my God, this was literally a life-changing experience. Literally. But you know who gives us the very, very best feedback? is people that have been to one of these traveling circus roadshow out-of-state uh, seminar things, and then they come to this, and they're like, oh, my God, this is night and day. This is like the real deal. Local experts that know what the heck they're talking about. Uh, where do I get my tickets from registering for the workshop with this Texas Starter Kit? If you want more help, the last step of registering for the workshop is join the online moderated Facebook group, and that's where you can interact with all the other members. So definitely want to go all the way to the end. Texas's largest real estate investor association at TexasStarterKit.com. If you like today's episode, please subscribe, comment, share with other investors, or join us directly at TexasStarterKit.com.